are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor, download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. Also, join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got Maui Invite Night 2 recap, UNC versus Stanford. Woo! That was a close one, but we got it done. Period. Okay. Takeaways from the game, overarching themes that we just want to keep in mind as we're rolling through basketball season. And finally, we've got some big recruiting news for football. They picked up a nice win. Let's talk about that on today's show. So... UNC versus Stanford. Wait, before I start, I know, let's, before we get into this, let me tell you, I think this was the first time in history of me watching college basketball that I watched a game on mute. Bill Walton called the game, and I quite frankly cannot take it. So I watched the game on low, and normally I like to listen to the analysts talk about certain plays, it helps me get better in my skill set, and just all that good stuff, right? But I cannot because they don't talk about the game. You know, you saw his partner trying to reel him back in there, and he would just go on another aside, and I just cannot <laughs> do that. So I watched in closed caption and called it a day, but I tonight will be watching on radio, um, via radio, so please, if you're like me and want to listen via radio, I'm going to ensure that I drop it at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter, where we're going to listen for our own sake and sanity. Cool. Got that out of the way. Bam. Now, let's talk about UNC versus Stanford. In a close matchup, 63-67, the Tar Heels took the victory in what was an up-and-down game as we saw emotions were running high, and I would say they were running high on the Stanford side. Zaire Williams, who was a big talk of the night, he got a little in his feelings. I just, you know, is it just me? I don't know. But I felt like he was real emotional at times and kind of let his emotions get the best of him. And I normally don't really play into guys' feelings because sometimes I'm like, hey, they're just really passionate about the game. Cool, cool, cool. But he was just doing a lot to me. He was delivering a lot for the Cardinals, but he was just doing a lot to me. I don't know. It just rubbed me a different way. But nevertheless, they got it done on the floor for those Tar Heels. Uh, shot only 47% from the field. Three <laughs> Three-point percentage was only 33%. The free throw, 62%. My God. But a bright spot. Okay, I'm always here to give, you know, their flowers when they're due. 43 rebounds. I'll take it. But, ooh, wait, wait. Here's a stinker. 24 turnovers. Ooh, we're going to talk about that as we go out throughout the show. Fun. It was a fun back-and-forth game, though, so it was some typical – some pivotal lead changes that made things a bit tense at the end. We were all sweating. I didn't want to have a heart. I don't want to have a heart attack this season. I always watch calmly. You know, I, like I said yesterday, I know where Carolina is at this point. I don't let myself self get worked up about it because at the end of the day, if you, if you can survive last year's team, you can really just let yourself go, right? You don't have to get worked up over it. Just enjoy, enjoy it for what it is. And then when they lose, you know, but I feel like this team is going to give us some hope and they're going to spark some good energy out of us. And we're going to get really invested again. And then our hearts are going to be broken at a pivotal point. And I just, I can't, I can't allow myself to get there. So I'm just not period. Okay. But with about six minutes, 
minutes left to play. Stanford took a multiple possession lead that made you a little weary as you point to last year's Carolina team, like I keep you know going back to, who struggled to finish games. It seemed like the confidence last year was just like, who's going to be the facilitator? Who's going to be the one who hits the last shot? Who's going to be the man in certain scenarios? And it feels like this year is a lot different. Feels like, you know, at the end of the day, Kayla Love gets it done cool. If RJ gets it done cool, if we get on a dunk from Armando or uh, Garrison, fine. I'm not really sweating it. I just want to win. <laughs> and that's what I like to see. Freshman Caleb Love scored 16 points to lead the Tar Heels to a 3-0 start. They did just enough to down the stretch to stay unbeaten. UNC's shot, you know, 50% after halftime and won despite committing all of those turnovers, which led to 22 points off uh, for Stanford. So off of those 24 turnovers, 22 points for Stanford, which is just unacceptable, right? We can't have that on and again we talked about how UNLV you can't start 0-13 against a good team because you won't be able to get back in the game talk about Stanford how you can commit you can't commit 24 turnovers and expect to be in anybody's game so they they got lucky I'm not even gonna front there but defensively I feel like Dayron Sharp and Leaky Black were excellent and certainly sparked an energy that to me hasn't been seen from the heels in quite some time the leaderboard, we had UNC's score, scoring leader being Caleb Love with 16. The rebound leader was Garrison Brooks with 9. And you, the assist leader was Dayron Sharp with 4. Let's take a listen to Roy Williams and his thoughts and reactions towards last night's game and just how he felt like his heels did overall. Very lucky. Uh, I loved how we just kept trying to make it ugly, but at the same time kept competing. Uh, five guys in double figures. Caleb was two for 11 the first half. He was four for seven, second half, two for three from three-point line. I thought his baskets were big. Uh, I thought Leakey was sensational again on the defensive end of the floor, made a big drive uh, uh, that gave us a three- or four-point lead there at the end. Also got a big tip out on the free throw that uh, RJ, I think it was, ended up making the three. So I thought Leakey was sensational, but the game was just decided one or two plays. Uh, Dayron Sharp, for example, was pressuring the ball out of bounds. And got a deflection, and we got the ball. He got a block one time as well. But, uh, you know, feel very lucky. We're not very good on the offensive end, 24 turnovers. And so many of them can be classified as either selfish or careless. And uh, you shouldn't have turnovers in either one of those categories. But, you know, we ended up scoring more points. And we were lucky that they missed some shots, missed a couple of free throws down the stretch. As Coach mentioned, you know, at the end of the day, they got what he likes to call lucky, but I think it was all about smart defense. I think it was all about playing unselfish ball, which is what last year it seemed like they didn't have their footing, right? They didn't know who was going to be, quote-unquote, the man. Everyone came in feeling like Cole Anthony was going to be the lead star, and then he was spotty at times. And, you know, now I just feel like it's a different team. It's a very much a I-just-want-to-win team, which is cool by me. You know, whatever, everyone's trying to get out of their own head, not trying to be too much of the man, and just just play their game, which is what they're going to have to do to be successful and go, go mm, yep, going down the stretch. That was the one I was trying to get out there. But more importantly, let's talk about some quick takeaways next here on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. 
It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Head to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code Locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe, Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Go ahead and hit that download and subscribe button for me marked as played on Spotify. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So coming up down the stretch of the week, we have to talk about the fact that Carolina plays today at 4 p.m. against Texas. It's going to be a big matchup. We are excited about it. More importantly, we have to talk about Carolina football as they gear up for Western Carolina. We're going to talk to those coordinators, see how they felt about Notre Dame. More importantly, what are they trying to do ahead? It's senior night. Unfortunately, it's not going to be the same kind of energy, which is, of course, apropos of what this season has been, but still wanting to celebrate those guys and just what Carolina has meant to them. And I am looking forward to having that conversation with those fellas. I think that it's going to be great, you know, I'm really excited and sad that we have some really strong leaders on our team, specifically for me, Michael Carter, who's been one of the best in all the adversity that he's had to go through with this Carolina program. I am just so sad to see him leave, but I'm also happy for the fact that he is going to play on Sunday nights, and I look forward to watching him do so. So let's talk about some quick takeaways from the Maui invite before we gear up to talk about football for the final thoughts of the day. They have to learn to play their role and play it well. And that's what I'm talking about for Carolina basketball. It's safe to say that Roy Williams reminded Caleb Love of that at halftime, that he's supposed to facilitate the offense, not to be the entire offense. As we saw, Caleb Love attempted 11 of Carolina's 30 field goals in the first half and only made two. You know, I think that Caleb Love is just figuring out his way. He talked about being in his head and getting out of his own way and just, you know, listen, you're supposed to be a facilitator sometimes. You don't always have to be the entire offense. You can let God feed guys, right? That's how some of the greats, that's how Ty Lawson's and the Ray Fel- Raymond Felton's and the Kendall Marshall's of the world eat. They learned how to feed other people and it makes four wins at the, and that's all we want at the end of the day. So shout out to him for still getting a game high 16 points and still trying to find his footing and not taking it too hard. You know, you live to see another game and Carolina still sitting 3-0, so we're good. I do think collectively Carolina has to work on these turnovers, 24 turnovers, which equaled the sixth most in any game under Roy Williams. Just, whoo, can't happen, right? That is just unforgivable. Roy mentioned how petty it is when it's of your own doing, how unnecessary it is when you are causing them, you're trying to play too fast or you're not playing with accuracy or you're not mentally dialed into what you're doing. All of those things that we have to get rid of for the Heels to be successful moving forward. The Tar Heels are now 22-3 and in the Maui Invite, and Carolina has reached the finals of the Maui Invitational for the seventh time in eight appearances. Now, some overarching takeaways 
takeaways is that Carolina was two and seven last year in games decided by four or fewer points. I mentioned that this is a different team, different energy, different vibe. I feel like they're playing a lot more unselfishly than they have in the past and they're playing with more confidence than they have in the past. I feel like at times they still need to be more relaxed. They still need to just, you know, play their game and do what they're really good at individually. Like Leaky Black, I don't need you shooting that much, but it's okay. Right? Andrew Playtech, I need you to make sure that when you do get opportunity to shoot, you make the mofos, okay? That's all I need, you know? Know your role, play it well. But I do think these guys are growing in a way that you did not see last year, which is, you know, a pleasant surprise. I don't want to get too excited about this team because if you get emotionally invested, I'm trying to tell you, it just they're going to break your heart. They're college kids. Don't let, them, don't let them do it to you, right? Don't get too emotionally invested. Just enjoy it for what it is. It makes for a way better evening for yourself, right? Roy Williams, personally, his record now is 20-2 and two in the Maui invite. He is 11 and one when it comes to his former players who are now head coaches. UNC has won 16 in a row against Pac-12 opponents and is 17 and one under Roy Williams against the Pac-12. But let's talk about a Big 12 matchup that faces UNC. Previewing UNC versus Texas, UNC now sits three and zero as does Texas. They just won a 66-44, a big decisive victory over Indiana. They are a very aggressive team. They are very hungry. They can find themselves in foul trouble, but they are the team that is going to go after it time in and time out, okay? That's just what they are. For the first time in five all-time appearances, Texas will play in the Maui championship game their previous best had been third place texas has won four straight in eight of the last nine meetings against north carolina ut is four and one against the tar heels in games played at neutral sites entering today's matchup carolina has lost eight of its last nine games to the longhorns going all the way back to 95 96 the last time carolina won was in 2011 the longhorns have held their first three opponents to an average of 58 points per game. Cool, 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 cool. You know, no need to stress, no need to worry. That's just fine, right? Because we were at what, how many percent? 47% on the evening. So, you know, that's just something to keep a little nugget for you (laughs) to keep as you watch today's game. They held them to just 30 or 23% Indiana on their Tuesday night win. So Texas is ready to lock you down. And that is just something that Carolina is going to have to tap into. They're going to have to have their best offensive performance here on this game, or they're they're going to have to pick up where they do well offensively on the rebounds. You know, they got to get some second chance points. They cannot have 24 turnovers tonight and expect to, to beat Texas. That's just not happening. (laughs) let's just call it here right now if they do not handle that ball better they are going to have a long evening and I just don't want that for them so let's let's tighten it up a bit okay cool let's listen to Roy Williams as he talked about his lack of preparation for the Longhorns but more importantly just knowing that at the end of the day you gotta take it one game at a time and that's certainly what his Tar Heels are doing no idea uh I was focused on playing against Stanford uh I think it's Coach Davis, I think, has got uh, Texas. He'll tell me about them later. But uh, uh, we're just trying to get better each and every game. We don't try to necessarily match up with any other team. But uh, uh, we had to play tonight. We weren't concerned about Texas or Alabama, either one. We've got to win our own game before we find out who we play. And Shaka has always done a great job. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and the job he does. And uh, we haven't been able to beat him recently either. So it's... uh, 
we got to play very well. Uh, but very few teams in the country have 100% of their scoring and 100% of their rebounding coming back. But I did read that in their junk that curse gives me. <laughs> and, you know, listen, Roy is just like the rest of us who have any half wits about us. We're just like, this is just another game. We got to fight and finish it. And we're going to look towards beating Stanford. And now we can focus on Texas. We're not going to get our eyes big because this team is definitely not a team where you can look ahead to the future and feel like you're going to be successful if you don't take care of business right at home. So good on the heels for getting it done against Stanford. I'm looking forward to today's matchup at four on ESPN. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels so that you can hear tomorrow how we talk about the Tar Heels victory and all of that good stuff. So we've got to wrap up today with some college football news. As we know, Carolina is making their, you know, moves when it comes to the 2021 era we are trying to keep this mac brown train rolling for as long as we can i feel like mac has a lifetime contract (laughs) the way he is recruiting in state is just he's giving me lifetime contract vibes everyone loves him and they just love what he's doing for the kids over there in chapel hill so let's talk about that next here on locked on tar heels all right, so if you're like me, you have a favorite NFL team. I'm personally a Giants girl, but, you know, I understand if you like the Carolina Panthers, it's homegrown, cool, whatever. But if you're ever interested in listening to some crossover episodes, you can only find that here on the Lock- Locked On Podcast Network. Crossover Thursday is a great way to get a quick breakdown of every game for your fantasy team or for your parlay. So if you are a fantasy person, if you like to do a little what we call it, sports betting, you know, we don't like to use that G word <laughs> anymore. But Crossover Thursday is the only Locked On Podcast Network opportunity for you to get that in. So make sure if you're listening right now and you enjoy some NFL action, you are preparing yourself for Crossover Thursday. Locked On NFL has got you covered. If you want to listen to some college teams who have players in the NFL, those are Crossover episodes as well. So only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, you can hear that. So get that in. Now, when it comes to football news I know you guys are psyched for Carolina to gear up for Western Carolina they play their lone conference game it is going to be a good one I think Carolina is going to be able to play some of the younger guys give them more reps give them as if they haven't been playing younger guys all season but you know alas nevertheless you can play on competition that isn't as strenuous how about that that's what I'm going with. You know, Notre Dame game, I'm sure there was a lot of energy where I'm feeling like, listen, I'm frustrated. I really want you to perform and deliver for this team. And I'm trying to, you know, make sure I do my part. And now you have the opportunity to showcase all of that against Western Carolina. Again, tough loss against uh, Notre Dame. I, for whatever reason, the college football committee loves us and they bumped us up two spots despite the two touchdown loss against the Fighting Irish. So we're now sitting at number 17 in the college football playoffs. I know some people over there in Raleigh are a little bit angry about it, but you know, I need you to relax. We can do that. No- we're not on the committee. Like I'm, I'm sorry that our coach is, you know, just brand savvy and he, you know, fights for us tooth and nail and hey, I don't know on paper. It looks as if you guys struggled against a Syracuse team who has barely won but one game this entire season. So, yeah, you're coming at the wrong people. That's all I'm saying. I understand on record you have certain wins, but, I mean, you guys did not have to play Notre Dame or Clemson this year. So let's not do this. That's not what we were trying to start here today. Um, I'm not the one, and you don't want it, okay? 
Cool. Glad we understand each other. But when it comes to some in-state recruiting, I also think that Carolina is on the up and up. For a long time, the team in Raleigh was all about their in-state recruiting and all that good stuff. Yeah, but Carolina is coming right back at you. Bryson Nesbitt com- commits to UNC, the tight end. Whew, hallelujah. Finally found my new Greg Olson. I am just so excited. The 6'6", 235 tight end is going to bring a lot of energy to the Tar Heels. He is going to fill a major hole for Carolina, which is something that, I mean, Garrett Olson is good. Don't get me wrong. The man's cool. You know, we have some good receivers. Daz Newsom isn't as consistent as I would like him to be. Deami Brown's cool. Joffrey Brown's great. But, man, oh man, just one big man who can block. Just one big man who create a hole from the tight end position. Just one man who can get me a third and seven consistently. You know, like I just, I'm ready for that. And I'm hoping that Bryson can do that for me. I don't know if it's going to be next year, but maybe, right? You know, 6'6", 235 ain't sniffing at nothing. So I'm just... And that's nothing to sniff at. Excuse me. That's what I meant to say, right? Cool. I just really want Bryson to be that guy for us. So I'm, I'm ready and excited. And if you listen to, you know, his story and his background, his dad, Jamar, was an offensive guard who played at South Carolina and in the NFL for 10 seasons from the Panthers, Jaguars, and Saints, part of the winning Super Bowl team for the New Orleans Saints, which might seem like many moons ago, but at the end of the day, it's a Super Bowl, period, okay? So he has that kind of talent running in his veins. His mom played soccer at USC. Hello. I'm like, he has the skill set. I'm just hoping that his agility, his long, you know, wingspan, all that good stuff, his emotional intelligence is up there, his football IQ is already, in, you know, sounding cool. I'm just ready for that to be another weapon that Carolina can capitalize on. But more importantly... Let's talk about his options, right? So Carolina was his choice. He picked that over Ole Miss, which I don't know why anybody in God's green earth would ever go to Ole Miss, especially if you have any melanin in your body. But that's a whole nother. We can go down that rabbit hole if we like. But I just, I would. They just finished <laughs> taking down their Confederate flag as a part or a piece, an element to their state flag. So yeah, I would never send my kid there. Absolutely not. Just not happening. Um, Clemson is another school that I would never send my kid to, but that's a whole nother aside too. South Carolina, who just went through a coaching change, Coach Mushkamp was released mid-season. So yeah, I wouldn't, you know, try and be a part of something that has to rebuild. Ain't nobody trying to be a part of rebuild. I'm going to go with what's on the up and up. Clearly that's what North Carolina is doing. All tea, all shade. Cool. Virginia Tech. I, te- I think that Coach Fuentes is, um... How do I put this nicely? I'm not sure he's the guy that really is going to make my son better because I think he gets in his own way and what he feels like is great. He'll, you know, stand on a hill for it. And so not playing guys like Hendon Hooker consistently. I mean, sans all the COVID-19 and what have you, I think that he just, for whatever reason, was trying to make things Burmeister work and it just wasn't working. So yeah, I'm not I'm not going for that. You know, that's just not really not really where you want to be. Uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, gets a little too cold, a little too much snow. So yeah, great pick. UCLA. When the last time you heard of UCLA? Nah, I don't know when I've heard of UCLA last being really good on the football field. So yeah, I think that when you look at his selections and his options, 
He's going for the team that's going places. You're going to get to play with Sam Howell, right, who knows how to deliver deliver darts to you night in, night out. I think that's a way better option. You're going to be around, you know, an offense that is trying to keep it simple, you know, not do too much. Hopefully, you know, as we get Diego Pounds in that offensive line, they're going to grow and get better together. And, hey, going to give some more holes for Javante. Cool by me, right? I think that Carolina is just going to do a lot better when given the opportunities to shine and flourish. So that's my three cents on that. So glad that Bryson is coming to Carolina. Congratulations on making one of the best decisions of your life. It's not a four-year decision, as they say. It's a 40-year decision, all that fluff that they feel you. But I will say, Carolina family is strong. You just throw in that Carolina family word, and there you go. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me yet again. I'll see y'all later on Twitter at Candace Cooper as we face Texas. I'm really excited about it. And you know what? Enjoy your beautiful Wednesday. It's hump day. We're almost closer to Friday. We're almost closer to another Carolina basketball game. We're almost closer to another Carolina football game. So it's just a great day to be a Tar Heel. Stay smart. Wear your mask out there, please, Lord. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.